For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your go home to summer. Sam wow. Go home to SummerSlam Smackdown review, if I could say words. It's a bit more of a tongue twister than you think. Welcome to the post show for your go home to SummerSlam post show. Nailed it. Crushed it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Guys, it is August 4th. We have so much wrestling coming up. Rampage is going on right now. We've got Collision tomorrow. We've got SummerSlam. We've got all in and all out around the corner. We've got so much going on in the wrestling world. And we thank you for joining us for all of your post-show needs heading into SummerSlam. Guys, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. A lot of favors to ask you in the beginning of shows now, including please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithms and subscribe to Fightful YouTube. We're Working to get some more content out there for subscribers specifically. We appreciate all the subscriptions. We're trying to add more than just like, hey, you know, the show's going live. So we're adding out more value that way. Looking forward to what's to come there. And we will also remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. Boy, there was uh, an interview that dropped that picked up quite a bit of buzz. And not because of Sean, but because of chaos and wrestling. <laughs> Though Sean will always get blamed for it. Uh, with Lufisto, that drop back there. There's a lot more than that going on behind the paywall, though. Updates on Randy Orton. Updates on why, oh, why Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus are not on your SummerSlam card. Spoiler alert. Not a great reason. I have so much more happening at Fightful Select. You'll also get me and Alex Polowski doing alternative post shows to what is on this main channel. We'll do our sour graps. PLE post shows on select as well. If you are a Miss Kate Fabe and Pulowski fan, Stan, Sour Graps, whatever you want to call it. So much content going up on Fightful Select. But for this evening and every Friday evening that he's available, we've got Alex Cardoza in the house. Alex, how are you today? I'm I'm always available. What are you talking about? I sleep under my desk hoping that you call me and say, hey, would you like <laughs> to do a show other than Friday nights? And I'm like, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here tonight. And, you know, I mean, go home show. We're going to SummerSlam, biggest party of the year. I can't wait. Yeah, we've got the biggest party of the summer, Alex. I'm sorry, of the summer. I don't know why I said year. Because it, um. it, Alex, it just <laughs> might be, okay, the biggest party of the summer might be the biggest party of the year for all we know. We're already through, you know, eight, we're in month eight of this year already, Yo, so We are knows? done with the year. I can't believe this. It's wild. It's crazy that we're closer to Christmas than we are to New Year's. Like, this is just mm -hmm. absolutely bananas. Um, this was a very go-homey smackdown today. There's no bones about that. We're going to dive into everything that they gave us. Not a lot of in-ring as... We've come to expect from these go-home shows. That's For me, I'm an in-ring gal, so it's not like always my favorite. But we've got a, a pretty fun main event. I thought that set things up going in really nicely into tomorrow. Um, 
I got my complaints about the women's matches on this card, man. Like there's, <laughs> there's a startling lack of them and it feels like a lot was promised. So we'll get into all of that, but uh, we will start off with the beginning of the show. I'm told it's a very good place to start. We get an <laughs> LA night promo kicking us off, which is always great to see because you always get such a huge ovation. It kind of feels like, in AEW world, whenever they put Orange Cassidy at the front of something, it's just like that guaranteed we're off to the races, good start. Yes. Like everybody live is hyped. The crowd was hyped tonight. Like going into a pay per view, I feel like we get some really hot crowds, which is always super fun. But uh, he has kind of a, a simple promo here, but an effective one. The crowd goes nuts for it. So who am I to say? But he talks about this 25 man battle royal at SummerSlam. Of course, your Slim Jim battle royal as the sponsorship dictates, but. The graphic shows Knight and Sheamus and Shinsuke and Cross and AJ Styles and Riddle and Escobar and Waller and The Miz. Knight said that graphic obviously wasn't doesn't have everyone in it, but he ran down The Miz before insulting Sheamus, which leads us to our opening match, which was a decent opener. I'll get your thoughts on both the promo and this match momentarily, but this was a, a perfectly decent match, and it did the right thing, in my opinion, of putting over L.A. Knight. We got Sheamus kind of showing off his power really early, but then L.A. Knight gaining momentum, which I think for these two was like a really nice rhythm that they were in. We see Grayson Waller come down, which makes sense. We see Karrion Cross come down, which makes sense. We see AJ Styles come down, which makes sense. Santos Escobar coming down made no <laughs> sense to me. Uh, but we do get a spot that is, if you're going to send Santos Escobar down there, it's probably for this spot. But we've got the ref checking on both Sheamus and LA Knight at one point in this. And Austin Theory runs down and attacks Escobar. Surprise, surprise. Uh, a nice finish here with the blunt force trauma for Knight. Waller and Cross also try to get him post-match, but he escapes them, which is a, a fun a fun little sneaky heel getaway here. But a solid enough opener. Um, you know, I, I liked the match. I liked the storytelling. I'm not big into the, like, a bunch of guys are coming down to the ring, especially Santos Escobar being there. Didn't, didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. But my biggest complaint with this is, like, we've got this battle Royal and I don't think we have any actual stakes in it. Like it doesn't say it's for a title shot. It doesn't say it's for a giant piece of jerky. We don't have like a jerky trophy or anything. <laughs> I would this... love a jerky trophy. Right. Like an edible, a nice like edible trophy to, to win there. Um, <laughs> I think that would be great. You just have a, a snap into your own trophy, your own reward. But Santos being there made no sense to me. This doesn't really have stakes, but from what they gave us from an in-ring perspective, I thought they had some nice chemistry tonight. Sure, yeah. I mean, listen, um, you get to start the show with a little L.A. Night Love, which is uh, he is a walking, talking, um, money-printing machine right now. Uh, it, it's just the way that the world is leaning. They love him. Um, I've listened to interviews where he thought none of the stuff that he was going to do or say would organically come out. Wrong. Everything this man does on television right now is organic and beautiful and just out there. You're right about the people like the the lumberjack match style, but other than that, I mean, the the match was was pretty good. The right person uh, won, and it strikes me crazy that they mentioned that Sheamus has been here for 15 years. 
which means the Miz has been here for about 32 years. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. It is wild to think about, like, because I started watching in 09, too. Like, those were some of my yeah. first guys. Like, Sheamus came up as this heel. I was like, who is this extremely pale and intimidating guy? Super giant mohawk. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, he did some really fun work with, with John Cena, because that's what every heel was doing. And Triple H. And Triple Him H. Him and Triple H went at a hard body. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it... it He's just that IC title away. So I, I hope he gets it. Like, I hope he gets it because he definitely deserves that. I don't think he has to be the guy to dethrone Gunther. I would love that story-wise. But at some point, he just has to win it. Like, sure. he could win it from Drew. He could win it from anybody. So um, I hope that he gets to finish his story in that regard. But I'm with you. That stuck out to me, too. Like, the the lengths of time that these guys have been here is is pretty wild. So yeah. good for them. It is. It is. We then get a Cody and Brock video package. There's some good stuff coming out from Sean Ross Sapp. We saw uh, a nice little sneak peek picture of Sean and Cody sitting talking. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say. That documentary, obviously, they've been promoting the heck out of it. But uh, Sean also got to talk to Cody on the red carpet of, of that premiere. Um, Cody also did some press before this with some some interesting tidbits if you want to listen in. Um, but here we get just this Cody and Brock video package. Their video packages are always great. Like they're so always good. so highly produced. This is one of the strongest points about WWE, I think. Um, and I love it. We get kind of like this music video style thing going on. And for something that feels like it hasn't really had a whole bunch of reasoning behind it the whole time. And I know Cody's tried to piecemeal it with his promos, um, trying to add some sort of, why does this guy, why is, why is he so obsessed with me? Like, why yeah. is he constantly going after me? Why is he so mad in the first place? <laughs> He's been trying. He's been trying. He's been limping into it. But these video packages, I've, I've said this for a while. It's almost a detriment to the weekly programming because they're so good. It kind of feels like you're like, so I got good. everything I need heading into the pay-per-view. But this was this was like a, a really well-done video package. I do wish that the match had some sort of stipulation, some sort of like real blow-off feel because this has been going on since Mania. It spanned multiple premium live events at this point, right? So, um but what did you think of the, the video package we got? And what are your thoughts going into the match tomorrow? So I'll be completely honest. One of the big reasons why um, I got into media production was when I was younger, was watching these incredible packages that, you know, WWE always put together. Um, Rock Austin, you know, that was insane back in the day with Lynn Biscuit playing in the background. Oh, my God. I was like, I need to do this for a living. I do it now, but not for WWE, unfortunately. Hire me, damn it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that Cody Brock, no, uh, part, what is this, part three now? This yes. might be this. If they really do this as the blow-off match and the rubber match, and let's just move on from this, this match is going to be hard-hitting, bloody, all of the above. I, I don't know if they'll allow the blood, but I think with, with Cody, you know, and the nice blonde hair, yeah. If they mix, if they mix a little bit in there with, you know, it'll give that match that extra oomph and that realism that'll set it apart from whatever else they're putting on the card, you know. And I know we said that, you know, the video package was great, but 
I, I'm I'm on SmackDown for my boy, you know, Mike Rome, Austin Romero, the pipes <laughs> that call in everybody, bro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I uh I agree with you. I think something to punch up this match would be great, whether it's getting some color in there. Yeah. They opted not to go the stipulation route, so we'll see. But um it's funny, I always the the criticism of Moxley, right, is that he bleeds all the time. Um <laughs> Which I get too, because I I do feel like it loses its impact a little bit. But I heard him say like, when you're in a fight, you bleed. Like a lot of times, if you're in a fight, you bleed, and you don't bleed that much, right? Like more often, bleeding, but not bleeding buckets is the actual realistic kind of piece of it. And I I just always appreciated that. Whatever a wrestler reveals, like, hey, there's an intent behind what I do. I just appreciate that in general because it means they give a crap. And I, well, I appreciate and- that. But that's a very good point. But I feel like tomorrow between Brock and Cody, it's got to be sure. the opposite of what Moxley said. It's got to be buckets if it's happening. It has I mean, to, like, yeah. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, when, when you think about when you think about fight, like you just said, you watch a UFC fight, any any punch, any kick immediately draws blood, whether if it's a scratch or something. So the this match has to be set apart. If you guys here watching the show right now and listening later on, if you know Cody, you'll understand that he's going to put a lot into this. And we know that AEW Cody bled. And yeah, I think yeah. he I think he might ask for that permission for tomorrow for these two to really, you know, Brock and Brock's want to do it. You saw what he did to Randy. Yeah, and it's it's also a premium live event, right? I don't think we have to worry about the the PG ratings, the G ratings or whatever as much. So there might be a little bit more wiggle room than we've seen. I'm looking forward to the match. I'm also looking forward to them moving on because I do feel like the story's been a little bit lackluster. Um, the fake injury, real injury, fake injury thing, like not for me when he already had a right. real injury. It, yeah. it felt like a step down when you see what he did with his actual torn pack. <laughs> so I was like, oh, a broken arm. Like, this is small potatoes to what actually happened. So I hope this match steals the show. So I do too, but we'll talk about what I hope actually steals the show in a Ooh. real, real way in a little bit. But we get a backstage with the Brawling Brutes and the OC who are arguing and have to be separated by Adam Pierce, who <laughs> tells Ridge Holland and Butch and Gallows and Anderson to settle it in the ring. All right. And we see Seamus and Styles ending in a face off. Now, this to me was a very encouraging sign because I feel like Styles has to move on from Karrion Cross. And I yeah. want Seamus to be in a feud with someone where it's not like he's pulling someone up to his level as much. And I feel like a Seamus AJ Styles matchup is something we haven't seen like a ton of. So I would just, I'm, I'm all for it if we're going to be setting up a program between Sheamus and AJ Styles. That would make me very happy. They have their respective stables. I think we could do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, so we do get this match. Now, this is kind of a bummer for me because when things end in a no contest, I find that very boring. What's the point of the match if they don't have a winner? Uh, but we get Rich Holland and Butch versus Anderson and Gallows. Match itself was fine, but this was mostly to set up what happens with the Street Profits who... Mm come in and attack them. This is them revealing kind of like their new look, their new attitude now under the guidance of Bobby Lashley. I'm hoping that this sets them on a track again because they've gotten really lost in the shuffle since the draft and they were drafted very high. I know the draft doesn't mean anything, but usually um, those earlier picks 
are indicative of like, hey, these people are important, at least. If they don't follow their own rules about where people are showing up at programming, you at least get a sense of like, hey, these guys are important. Yes. Um, that hasn't happened so far for the Street Profits. And I, I almost feel like it's, I don't want to say it's a good thing because I don't think it's a good thing to take extremely over talent off your TV. But I do think it's a like situation where maybe they're like, we know we have something really special with this, like especially with Montez Ford. So like, let's plan out something really meaningful for them to do. I think them being with Bobby Lashley is a, a really great call. Um, Butch was going for the finish here when the street profits, both in very nice suits, very uh, nice suits, both teams. And I'm just going to say it again, Alex week over week. All right. As long as these fellas come out looking good in their suits, I'm just going to say it. Bobby Lashley should send me a suit. Okay. Hashtag suit. Hashtag suit. I'll, I'll take the pink Barbie suit that the girls are wearing right now. Okay. I think I could pull it off. I'm wearing you, pink right yeah, now. I agree. So Bobby Lashley, and I know you're listening because what else could you possibly be doing the weekend of SummerSlam than listening to our SmackDown post show? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be the nicest one. I don't need it custom. I don't even need it tailored. I'll tailor it myself if you're like, what if I send this girl a suit and she comes out looking ratchet in it because she didn't get it <laughs> tailored. I'll get it tailored, okay? I'm just saying, if you're giving out suits, buy the rack full. Looking at the Street Profits tonight, who looked great. Yeah. I could use a suit. You could use a suit. I'll mix and match it. I can do like a cute, I can do like a jeans on bottom suit jacket and shirt situation on top. I'll post it on Instagram. Okay. I'll wave my influencer fee. You are an influencer. I don't know what you're talking about. I am. I am. So the, you charge the me that, every time I text you. It's true. Yeah. No, it's a dollar 25 per text. So, um, <laughs> to one nine hundred hotline by the way do not dm me and ask me for my number that is not how that works uh so the the net of all this is more about the street profits getting reintroduced here but mostly it's about send send me a suit you know yeah hashtag send suits <laughs> what do you think of this newly revived street profits under lashley i just also miss shelton and cedric like i, sure, I think they're yeah. so great so i hope they get added back in to yeah. this but like i got no complaints about the street profits working with bobby lashley at all so here's here's the thing the the street profits are the only team and they've been here now for a while that have transitioned over from nxt to the main roster have kept their um their gimmick they've never changed they've never deviated they've never done anything differently from what they've done we've seen a ton of wrestlers move over from different brands on wwe and they kind of switch things around uh, you know, literally, we were talking about Seamus earlier. The man is a brawling brute now. You know, just a couple, you know, uh, months ago, he was what was it called? The fellatio fight? No, I'm sorry, that's not it. The the, <laughs> the, the stupid the shillelagh fight. Yeah, <laughs> he was. That ended he, up being a really great match, though. But a weird, uh, right. a weird dumb stipulation. But you're right. right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so he was also they, like an Irish Irish terrible fight. guy yeah. at one point. Like, yes. he's, yeah, he's gone through many so character for, iterations. So for me to see the the street profits uh, become the Wall Street profits uh, makes me extremely happy. <laughs> I want to see where they go. And Bobby Lashley with that beautiful, gorgeous man smile of his coming up behind them. Something's cooking. He's cooking, and I'm I'm sitting here waiting to eat with my plate wide open for him. <laughs> well, there cooking you go. Up. There you go, guys. 
Thank you so much for sticking with us. Please leave a thumbs up on this video and get in those super chats and humper chats. And I'm going to bring this up now because there's not like a great place to bring it up. And I don't want to truncate all the women's stuff together. I don't want to bring down Charlotte and Bianca and Asuka and their vignettes with the fact that this card has some glaring omissions with the women's division. Um, it's very, 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 very frustrating to me. And it seems... Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's like it's frustrating to... Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, based on some of their social media, uh, that they are omitted from the SummerSlam card. You have your WWE Women's World Champion not on this card. Uh, and you have Becky Lynch and you have a Hall of Famer who have been building this feud since February, Alex, not on this card. And uh, the reason I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you a little uh, a paywall break because it came out days ago and everybody already knows. The reason that we were told was because of time constraints. Now, yeah. a premium live event, do you know who's in charge of the time constraints? Kim <laughs> them. Yeah. They're in charge of the time constraints. And it just, I feel like I have to call it out because it's it's a load of crap. Like, if you think of it in terms of if it was men's wrestlers that had been building a story since February, let's say Hall of Famer, let's take Stone Cold. I don't know if that's a fair across the aisles of Trish, but like respective to their gender, let's say it's Stone Cold. And mm. your top baby face without a title, Cody Rhodes. Mm. If Cody Rhodes and Stone Cold Steve Austin had been building a program mm. since February and you said... We're cutting it because of time constraints for a premium live event that you have full control over. I'm sorry to, I'm, we're out of the curse window for demonetization, but that is horseshit. That is absolute horseshit to do. And it would never happen if it was the men. And this also came on the heels of them doing this exact same thing to Becky Lynch 
at Raw 30, where she was supposed to have a huge blow-off match with Bailey in a steel cage, and they cut mm. that because DX had to have their 87th reunion of the year. Granted, it was the best one. The one with Kurt Angle was the funniest and the only like good one of all the DX reunions. We had seen this in Brooklyn like two and a half months earlier or whatever. Um, Becky Lynch, as usual, handles everything with grace. She goes out um, and things like when Ric Flair was attacking her for no reason and she got asked about it, she just handled it with grace. She said that, like, that says a lot more about Ric Flair than it does of me. Um, and I had, like, a little tweet response. She said, all ready to go. And I just didn't send it because it's sad to feel and think that way. And I don't need to stoop down to that level. Um, stop punishing Becky Lynch for being really good at her job and really professional because that is a load of crap. Like there's just no way around that. Like you take her long-term feud with Bailey, the blow off gets pushed off of raw 30. You take this long-term feud with Trish, the blow off gets pushed off of SummerSlam. All she's done is go out of her way to make Trish look great. When they were having this really bad creative around it, she like pulled down pretty deep into the well and God bless Trish for going along with it. But she called out the, the Trish on the leash stuff. She's been just crushing everything that she's been given. She's one of your most valuable assets. When she was in the midst of the man run, she was your top seller. Stop leaving money on the table with mm -hmm. women's wrestlers. Now that goes for both brands, but I'm reviewing SmackDown tonight. So don't come at me with, well, AEW had, I know. Okay. I call out AEW stuff on Wednesdays. We're reviewing SmackDown. I'm calling out WWE on Friday because that's what's in front of me. And the Rhea Ripley stuff is just as much of a load of crap because there was all this word that she was working banged up and that's why she wasn't wrestling. She's wrestling house appearances. She's wrestling on NXT. She is a part of the most over act on your program on Monday nights and you have done nothing with Correct. this championship reign after her last championship reign that you did absolutely nothing with to make her feel like a side piece to Dominic Mysterio. She is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. When she's been in the ring, she's crushed it. What she did with Zelina Vega, the way that she was selling for Zelina, incredible. The stuff with Natty, Natty's best match in years and years and years. I don't know if Raquel's maybe not actually cleared. I don't know what the deal is, but there's just no excuse to have her main eventing NXT and not wrestling on Raw. This is horseshit. And it is so infuriating. Now, I am very glad that Shayna Baszler is actually getting a moment in her career to have something really important on a major pay-per-view. I feel like the video packages around her and Ronda were really great this week. Really refreshing. Um... And I'm very, very much looking forward to the triple threat, which is why I went on this rant now and not later, because I want to talk about how great that match is going to be in a little bit. But even with that, Asuka feels like the third wheel in her own title picture, right? So it's just very, very frustrating to me. And I feel like we had to talk about it and there's not really a natural place in our rundown to talk about it. So those are my thoughts. If you have thoughts, feel free to get into your super chats and humper chats about them. But Alex, what are your thoughts? Listen, you're you're more qualified than I am when it comes to talking about women things, right? Like, I'm just <laughs> here like I'm a big fan. I want to see them. I love women that can, you know, choke a man out and wear witchy stuff. That's just me. Uh, you know, where are our spooky has, Scottish witches? Where have been, been my, spooky, be. my spooky, my spooky witches? And I am so sad. 
nothing to say too that the women's tag titles aren't on this. I couldn't even get to that because you're leaving Becky Lynch, the Hall of Famer, and Rhea Ripley off the card. Chelsea and Sonya are as hot as those titles have ever been, and they're not here. Never mind where are our spooky sp- Scottish witches. Here's the thing: we have we have SummerSlam. This is one of the tent poles. This is one of the big four in my in my head in my in my opinion, right? We, you know, Survivor Series is going to be uh, pretty much plagued with the whole war game situation. So you're going to be having to put people together to have these big matches, you know, and then you're going to fill up the rest of the time with smaller matches, right? So for me, it's like, why not do it now? You got fifty thousand plus people in a stadium. Bring them in there. Let them. I mean, they could surprise us. They they did this. Uh, with with Bailey and damage control a couple years ago was it or last year when they came down the aisle you know like they came out of nowhere and we had a makeshift match can they do it yes I just don't understand like what could be filling up so much time that you cannot just have wrestling on right I just want them to be on the card I I just you can have five men matches and four women matches. like you could really fill up a great card like that you have the women, you have the belts, just do it. But I don't, I don't know. No, I, I really, I really wish that they were on the card. To me, uh, outside of that, the card looks amazing, right? You have a a great setup. I'm sure tomorrow they're gonna kick major ass. But I, I wish that uh, Becky Lynch and so on were, you know, out there doing their thing. Agreed. Certainly would rather see a Becky Lynch over a Logan Paul, but we've got Orion Ben saying book women, hashtag book women's wrestlers with respect across the board. Yeah. Lord knows I've had my AEW complaints. One like more thing. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to jump on. You're in Detroit. Okay. You're a hop skip away from, uh, from Canada, Toronto. Those fans were to came down. They, they, I mean, they're probably there already, but they would have loved to even more to come down to see Trish. You know what I'm saying? And, of course. and, and, and Becky, like, these people travel to see their favorite wrestlers, believe it or not. And if you leave someone out of the card, you know, that could be an incentive to not want to like really oh, I could watch it from from home, you know? Of course. And I saw people saying that they bought tickets and this was a part of why. And now yes. it's not on there. And that also just made me really happy to see because I like people saying that women's wrestling is the reason they bought tickets. That just that just fills Beautiful. my heart. I really, really like that. But you're right. They're like, oh, we're doing it in her home country of Toronto on Raw in two weeks. And uh Trish Stratus tweeted, let me see if I'm available. And Toronto is not my home part of Canada, which I oh. I, I kind of liked. Um, oh. And Becky, who normally doesn't say a word, was like PW Insider. I don't know if it was their report, so I'm not trying to slander anybody. But there was a report that they either wrote or aggregated that said Becky was in Detroit. And she tweeted it with a picture of herself in front of palm trees and said, Funny, there's a lot of palm trees in Detroit from yeah. the last time I remember indicating that she's not actually in Detroit, right? So um, she's not even in the building, which is... Uh, this is crazy. And her husband's on the card. Like, that sucks, man. That sucks. I hope her yeah. and her baby have a lot of fun, assuming that she's she's the one babysitting there. But um, I, uh, I, I felt like we had to call it out. It's a bummer to have to do, but we did it. So we're, we're giving praise to the whole listen, guys, like, you know, it's it's hard when we're fans, but, but we're also have to be partial with the way that we come off here as people who are talking about a product that we all love collectively. And, you know, I certainly love wrestling in general together, whether it's Impact, Ring of Honor, whoever. 
WWE, all of the brands surrounding it. And it's hard when you have talented, amazing females that day in and day out on all cards, except for Impact. Impact's been doing a pretty good job. Always. You know, are are not Literally showcasing always. the women as they should, you know? Big time. Big time. Taylor Cannon chiming in saying, highly disappointed we aren't getting Becky versus Trish. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, um, I think because this story has been in the works so long, like a lot of people are pissed about Rhea, but I think a lot of people also realize like there might be circumstances there. Like maybe Raquel isn't cleared or maybe Rhea wasn't, but there was like no story going into this. So I don't think a ton of people were all that surprised, but yeah, this is since February with Becky Lynch and a hall of famer. Like that is rough. That is rough. Yeah. Thank you guys for sending in super chats about it. And it sounds so silly that. because it's wrestling, but it does when dudes especially speak up, like it is really, really refreshing as a gal to, to have that support um, in, in chats and on Twitter or whatever, because it sucks. Like it, it does. I find that I get a lot of attention and flack for a lot of things that my male peers also say. I say it probably louder and maybe more frequently, but they're saying the same things that I am and people jump all over me for it. And I get it and I expect it at this point, but um, it's, it's always encouraging when I see male colleagues and just other male wrestling fans, like just saying that this is a load of crap. I'm also seeing in the chat that clearly the, <laughs> the street, uh, the parking lot fight is happening on Rampage because a lot of people are saying things like, oh, Trent's dead. Oh, John Moxley's bleeding. So <laughs> I guess that's what's happening on Rampage as well. But uh, we do get a couple of promos alongside this. We get Charlotte and Bianca Belair and Asuka vignettes, mostly of them training. We'll talk about those kind of throughout the show as that goes on. But um uh oh and Luis reminding us too that the last match that Sonia and Chelsea were in was the loss to Flair and Bianca. Yes. So yeah. Not great. Not great there. But we move into Paul Heyman running down the history of tribal combat and setting up what was supposed to be tribal combat rules. Now um Paul Heyman makes everything sound great. So mm-hmm. It feels like the highest form of cheating to use him, but I will not let them fool me, okay? I will not let them fool me into telling me we were going to find out what tribal combat rules were, and there are none. There's one rule, and it says that there has to be a winner. Yep. That's not rules. That's rule. That's one rule, and it's kind of implied by the nature of a match. That is Someone's going to die. Someone is going to die. This is a gladiator situation. (laughs) And... (laughs) That's it. Uh, someone is going to die. Someone's going to come and give like the thumbs down. Thumbs yeah, up literally. Thing. Yeah, that's what's going on. But the video package behind all this is great. And Paul Heyman is so good at what he does. So he throws to this video package, uh, which we get to see Alpha and Sika in, which is really cool. Um, Rakishi. Rakishi. This was a nicely done thing. They showed the ceremonial necklace with everything like this was. Again, their video packages never seem to disappoint. This was just a very video package and talky episode. But they're always really good at this. And we get Heyman in the ring who says Reigns is the first undisputed universal champion and tells <laughs> everyone that the tribal chief of almost three years is something that Jay Uso will never be. And darn it, wouldn't you know it? 
Jay Uso comes down. He says he's going to light reins up with sticks, chairs. Um, and since he's the head of the table, he's going to put them through one. So Jesus. a little bit more clarity coming through here about the fact that this is somewhere in the hardcore no DQ vein, which it should be for as visceral of a match as or a feud as this has become. Um, Solo also makes his way out here and he has to be held back, which is a nice touch. But what I really like is through all this talking, um, you know, Jay says like they're not brainwashed anymore, essentially. And Heyman tells him to stop questioning whether Solo believed in him or that. And Solo just like hesitates, which surprises yeah. Paul Heyman. Like all of these things that we've talked about week over week with how great Solo Sokoa is, is stuff like this. Like Just... not, he does not need to use a single word to say so much. And that happens here. And Heyman's reaction also pitch perfect. Fun little video package. I liked uh, the rest of the segment and we'll talk about the main event shortly. But what were your thoughts on what we got in the meat For... of this episode? First of all, I want to say this. If you think that artificial intelligence is a fad and it's going to go away, wrong if you looked at the opening segment of that video they used ai generated images for that specific video it, it you would you know me as a filmmaker and someone who works in the industry you know you talk about these strikes and people you know quitting well now they have machines that make these things look that incredible it was really cool to see all the past uh samoan family dynasty people like coming onto screen and morphing back and forth through it. So um, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I just, I was just at the top of my head. I was like, oh God, they used AI. That's crazy. Like everyone's like talking about this and WWE who WWE is always, has always been innovative in that way. Mm -hmm. They've always tried things first, whether they fail or not. I mean, I still have tout on my phone. I don't know who I don't know who's not touting, but I'm touting still. Okay. I always bring up tout as like the first one to like that's just the most memorable one because they shoved it down our throats so much. And so it much. Didn't and it hit, died. But you're right in that they tend to be on the cutting edge or the leading always. edge of a, a lot of technological incorporations with things and you know, and also with slim gyms. So they're gonna slam into some meat. That's not the maybe that's, that's what not, the sponsorship that's is. Not big the meaty line. men slapping me. When you said that it's, in the beginning of the show, I was like, it's too early, Alex. Don't don't do it. It was <laughs> it was there, and I was like, it's gonna be a giant piece of meat in the middle I, of the ring. I've been calling it Slender James instead of Slim Jim. Oh. I feel like that just makes it sound more formal. That does Slender James coming down Slender to the ring. James, right? He could just be like probably like a, a Brit wrestler of some sort. I'll tell you what. For all the great gimmicks and all the things that they're doing, I love the Captain Crunch guy or whatever that was, the Cinnamon Toast oh, Crunch boy. guy. I didn't mind the glow in the dark match as much because they were you know, wrong like with you. That very Miami-ish vibe. Monster mini golf vibe. <laughs> um, now, now you have uh, what was the last one that they just did? Um, the the Prime Bottle. That's probably the worst one. I hope that never comes back. And but this, I hope that a giant piece of meat like is used as a weapon somehow <laughs> like how bianca belair has her braid like there's just like a whip of a, a slim gym <laughs> and then somebody bites into it snap into a slim gym 
That's right. Let us know in the chat how you want to see Slim Jims used in the Battle Royale, because now I'm dying to know. But we've got some more love coming in here from the wonderful Kylie, who is always so great and supportive to us, saying the parking lot brawl is nuts. Hope y'all are well. Well, thank you. And I look forward to watching this episode of Rampage. It seems like as soon as we stopped reviewing Rampage, it got... Uh, it got really yes. good, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I will say, I've been reviewing ROH, and they did not have a good last six weeks or so. But this week was very good. So if they can bring me back that, at least, I will forgive them for making Rampage great after we stopped reviewing this. But Jester Design saying, Alex, thanks for hanging in there on Threads. Hi, Kate. Dude, oh I love Threads. I will never leave Threads. I, well, you, you know. can't because you have to delete your Instagram account to do so. So No, I could de- I could deactivate it. Just, uh, don't worry. We'll get into technical stuff later on. But, you know, the X is just not doing so well sometimes. A lot of porn bots like every day i'm like hey my name's melody would you like to hang out here's my link and it's i click it because of... i didn't know i don't know if melody really needed They're help like, or hey something. melody oh god this is not a go fund me oh, melody this <laughs> she's is also a fellow kids. creator because you have your only clavicles and she's got her that thing going on i respect mm, it maybe she heard from me about that no. i maybe that's what it is maybe she wants to oh my god she wants to do like a cross promotional thing i, I wonder what i who do i have to call here at uh fightful so i can promote and you guys can make me a commercial for my only clavicles i would love to <laughs> i need hey, kate if, to read if that you're interested in sponsorships kate at fightful.com we will get you set up um Speaking of sponsorships, we'll take this moment to tell you all about the No Shave Man Cave on our go-home episode to SummerSlam. They are a fellow wrestling podcast. They're not on Fightful, but they are a fantastic wrestling review podcast with two disabled armed forces veterans. And I was so glad that we got to read it on this program because I have a military veteran with us. Two veterans of 24 years, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but Eli Hare um, and a jarhead of 28 years, we're told. Wow, he's a Marine. Yeah, you got a couple over there. Look at that. Stuff, but they have a really refreshing perspective, and I love what they do. I listened uh, to make sure that they were someone that we felt comfortable promoting on the network, and they really do have a a wonderful... um, Well, give them a follow, man. Yeah, give them a follow. They bring engaging style of conversation that leads to all sorts of stuff wrestling bourbon barbecue whatever else pops into their heads <laughs> do a special show on the 22nd of every month that is mental health specific which i absolutely adore and i don't i'm sitting next to someone that uh has spoken out an incredible amount about uh especially in the military mental health issues in, in men and our military men and women of course so catch them and their live shows tuesdays and thursdays on youtube and Rumble Let's at 7 p.m. Check out those reviews. And the podcast is released wherever you can find them. No Shave Man Cave. They're available on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. YouTube, Rumble, Instagram. <laughs> on X. <laughs> on X. CM Punk is out there. Spray paint and X is on things. Oh. Unintentionally promoting Eli. But uh, we <laughs> check them out. Uh, Twitter. YouTube, Rumble, Dude, Instagram. Like no shave, Alex, baby. Let's go. Wow. Maybe maybe there's your collab. Maybe there's the OnlyFans collab. There it is. TikTok and wherever else you can find them on social media. No shave, man cave. 
really cool guys. They've, they've got a lot of traction actually picking up as well. So some really, really cool stuff. Um, please check them out. We appreciate them supporting us this month and we appreciate you supporting and us. Semper Fi brothers. Share. There you go. There you go. You should definitely hop on that as a guest. Um, but since we are in commercial mode, we will remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. There's always news coming out of pay-per-views and there's always news going into pay-per-views. So let me tell you, I'm sure there's going to be stuff coming out of SummerSlam. I'm sure there's stuff that's going to be happening going into All In. It was a busy week this week. We found out about Cody and Brock and match stipulations that were and weren't pitched. We found out about uh, Becky and Trish and why they were and weren't on the card. We found out all the Lufisto drama today. We got an update on Randy Orton. In addition to getting your Q&As, Ask Rhapsody, me and Alex doing post shows, Alex doing uh, sour graphs behind the paywall every Monday and Friday as well. Uh, me with me on Mondays, not with me on Fridays. He's doing a rampage watch along as we speak. So I'm sure you guys are probably cringing along with him if you are watching, <laughs> but some really good stuff happening at fightfulselect.com. I love it. So we move along in the card to uh, Theory and Grimes. Now this one was a little bit weird for me, Alex. I gotta be honest. I have not been into Austin Theory all that much, right? But I will say, if you want to make your champion look strong going into something, this is not, like, the way to do it. <laughs> this match felt so lopsided in... Uh, you know, in, in like Grimes's direction, I was, I was kind of confused by what they were trying to accomplish in this. I think yeah. they really wanted to make Grimes look strong. He hasn't been on TV consistently. He hasn't been in a story. And I know they wanted to tell us all about Santos Escobar and his U.S. title shot next week and all these things. Um, but it, this was just weird. It felt like the champion looked really weak going into his title defense. I didn't want him to squash Grimes. I wanted them to have it even back and forth, but I felt like Grimes looked better. Theory does get him in the end, though. He gets Grimes hung up in the ropes for the A-Town down. And post-match, we get Escobar appearing and laying out Theory with the Phantom Driver. Um, I really, really hope Santos Escobar goes over tomorrow. Wrestling Matt tells us that he wouldn't because of who was standing tall at the end of the segment. However, Theory did win the match, so could kind of go either way but this Austin Theory title reign he's just not getting a reaction he looked weaker in this match like yeah. something's not clicking and it's it's on everybody involved right they need to get the belts off of him because this title reign has not done what I think they were hoping it would do in positioning for Theory and I think Theory needs a little something better to sink his teeth into um, you can't be a guy who's like are you a believer now and talking a bunch of S and also getting like chicken shit heel wins and being like very sneaky in the ways they pick them up. Those, those two things counter are like juxt juxtaposed to each other is what I'm trying yeah. to say. If I knew how words worked. Um, <laughs> but I, I was just surprised by this. I feel like Grimes looked really good, which I love, but it also kind of looked like, I don't know. Our champion looks weak going into this title match, Alex. Yeah. Uh, this might be the end in, in my in my thoughts, I, I think they're going to definitely be doing something um, with my Latino world order finally and, and you know, pushing a, a little bit of, of title uh, relevancy towards uh, 
towards our group um collectively i think when one has a championship they all kind of seem to to glow you see what the judgment day what that has done for the judgment day and i feel like it would do the same for the lwo so um yeah i'm i i feel bad for theory but i'm looking forward because you know he hasn't really had that powerful of a of a defense like you know you've you've had other champions who have the open challenges like a seth rollins and a john cena bobby lashley all these people that have been like you know front and center and then his has just been super lackluster unfortunately but we'll see maybe this is a new resurgence for him maybe he takes some time off come back but um yeah it'll be good to find to refresh it and give it to someone that maybe you know they can do something new with i agree and i also think like santos escobar deserves it he's over like rover right now he's Love him. always just crushing it and doing his job super well his look his presentation his in-ring ability his whole charisma the riz as the kids say looking really is that what it is good. that's i did not know what the riz was i didn't want to look that up at first because i was next to like you know neither I was just did like I. next around people and i was just like my volume is always high on my phone yeah it was not i was not looking forward to googling that but righteous reg thankfully asked on twitter he was like i'll just be honest i don't know what the hell the riz is but it's short for charisma so oh. there you go righteous reg being brave enough to ask what that you and makes i sense. were not <laughs> Glad you looked it up. Uh, I was glad Reg asked because I was not Googling it. But uh, we got <laughs> we got an update coming in from Luis that Claudio just tore a door off of Sue's van with his bare hands. God, so I don't know what's happening on that side of the world. But parking lot brawl is going right now. Uh we got a chat from Jester Designs chiming in saying, so what are they going to call Lashley and the Prophets? My vote is the almighty dollar. Uh, I like that, but I think they're probably just kind of stick with maybe what they've had with the Hurt Business, but I don't know. It would be nice. It, it's hard because it feels like it's a carryover gimmick, but with new people in it. So I'm not sure what they call it. I'll, I'll sit back and wait for them to tell me. Do you think they'll switch up the name here? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think they'll, they're going to come up with something. They they, they got to have something in the bag, you know, especially with, with merch, selling merch. You got you to gotta think that. At that oh, level, sure. WWE is more of a, you know, a marketing company using their wrestlers to market other things. So, yeah. The Hurt Profits. The, yeah. Well, some, <laughs> I mean, they, they've done this before. So where they we, they stick weird names with people. They definitely have done that before. Remember the Hug and Boss connection. Uh, yikes. That's Rock and Sock. The Rock and Sock connection, too. Yeah. 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 Yeesh. But we move along here to the Grayson Waller effect setting up yeah. Selena Vega and EO Sky. I just love Bailey, man. She just carried this whole segment. We've got yeah. um we've got EO Sky and Bailey here on the Grayson Waller effect, and we hear laughing that starts playing in the background. Before this, not a, a lot happens, but Bailey just basically cuts off EO Sky and saying that, like, you're going to have to wait to find out if she cashes in. We get Shotzi laughing through the arena, and Bailey gets scared. Waller starts to kind of tease her and say that he was behind it and is laughing at Bailey's reaction. Bailey says she was never scared. Uh, never. And Shotzi's music hits, but Bailey doesn't fall for it. Uh, the tank comes out. But who's in the tank but Zelina Vega? And Shotzi is standing behind Bailey. 
who uh, pops up and punches her and Shotzi pulls out the hair clippers. And my goodness, this was not the best work from the sound effects department. This was Very ridiculous. loud. Freaking crap. Ridiculous how this was piped in. Shotzi chases Bailey through the crowd and Zelina is revealed in the tank. Uh, weird alliance there, but I'll take it because we were trying to get to Zelina and Eosky. Selena defeats Eosky uh, by slamming her off the ropes and hitting a code red for the win because Eosky is distracted by clippers. Which feels like they tried to make Eosky, who is very smart and very good at this, look kind of like an idiot. I did not like this. <laughs> wow. You said um, it. Yeah, I don't like what they did. I do applaud them for getting this many women on TV in, in one segment outside of the vignettes that we saw with Charlotte and uh, Bianca and Asuka. It was refreshing to have some new old faces on the uh, on the screen, but um, this segment was not very good. And in my opinion, I will say this, man, Shotzi looks great. Both times that they've done hair things recently, they did a hair match where Becky had to cut her hair and Becky looked amazing. And Shotzi looks fantastic like this. My God. Uh, what did you think of this weird little segment and match? <clears throat> uh, I, there's, I mean, there's different ways to go about this, I think, than having to chase Bailey with clippers. I think I think just having the the whole aspect of having Shotzi maybe appear, maybe not would have been a lot better, you know, like instead of like meeting up in there. I think that the first time they should meet in the ring, it should be for physicality. Like we're going to have a match, you know, you're not going anywhere. Hell, give them a cage match. Give the women a cage match. Put Shotzi in a goddamn cage, you know, with Bailey in there. Uh, sorry, guys. I was passionate about that. You're Talking allowed GD, to be. A GD word there. We've seen her in war games matches. Like we know yeah, that yeah. she can rock a steel cage. So one hundred percent. And and I'll tell you right now, uh, you talking about how she looks. <laughs> uh, she looks I had good. I didn't I didn't know I had that side of me. That's all I got to say. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second, what's going all on right, here? All right, all right, spooky she witches, Shotzi, all that good stuff. I, I love like Shotzi already, though. but you know. You like the the spooky weird. I don't know what it is, man. Okay. She has that pumpkin tattoo. I'm just like, there you go. you're a Halloween bro. Somebody throw cold water on me. Hi, Pulowski. Hey, uh, parking lot brawl was awesome. That is what the chat has been saying. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Uh, I don't I don't know how much blood is left in Trent. Oh my but god! It's not much. I heard that Trent so. is dead, and I heard that Sue's van is even deader. Yeah, Sue's Sue's van. They're not gonna be able to buff that out. That's <laughs> nope. Sorry. Did, did you see Sue tonight? Yeah, no, we saw Sue. Okay. We saw Sue. Fat lot of good she did, but we saw her. Like, like well, she 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 drove in and and that was about all the that that's okay. Before. Protect yeah, Sue at saw, all costs. We saw her. We saw her. It was fine. Yes. She's a founding member of I Chaos thought I thought Cloud I thought Claudio showed remarkable restraint in not giving her the big swing uh, because oh, he could have lord lord knows he could have but yeah yeah it was uh yeah some people are noting that the ban has been lifted you were not banned no Weirdness. no i was not banned linda was banned linda was banned she's been overall... banned from this show forever well till we get sponsors back up but uh... <laughs> i was told 
bet until we get some more sponsors back in play, we have right, to be no. a little bit more normal. I, because there was, if we there show was, a sponsor there, one of these shows and there's a weird man woman in a wig talking mm -hmm. in an old lady's well, wait, voice. Wait till, wait till the potential sponsors get a load of Ricky Rainbow. I'm oh, sure. Tuesdays is a lost cause. We're not trying to bail that out. That you're either in or you're out. This show walks the line. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to talk about the parking lot brawl, we actually have a little bit of time that we can do that. Tombo Valley saying RIP Sue's van curb stop through the windshield. If you guys want to get in super chats about that, well, Pulowski's here. Uh, you're you're more than welcome to. We can have do fun. kind of a, a spliced one because we are already at the. I'll be the watching main event that tomorrow. On the SmackDown side, but uh, I heard Claudio ripped off a car door with his bare hands, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, he did. This wasn't the full hour of Rampage, though, right? This was just. This was twenty minutes. Okay. Like a, like a third of it was just this match. And no this Santino, match, no this match was so brutal. I looked at the clock and there was like 16 minutes left of the show. I was like, geez, this is there's so much more left, and everyone's already got forks stuck in their hands. <laughs> was it live today or no? No. Well, this one I believe was was filmed last night, this match, because they did it at Daly's place. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of have um, to. Yeah. So they they kind of they they I like the idea of like doing a, a rampage main event that's filmed elsewhere that doesn't have thousands of people who can spoil it online. And so you, I, I had no idea going into it who won there. There weren't spoilers that's online great. for it. That's, so that's really great. Cool. Yeah. I was hoping foolishly that Santana RT showed up at the end. <sighs> that would have been perfect. If, yeah. if Sue had shown up and they thought it was going to be orange Cassidy, but it was actually Santana and Ortiz who just wanted to come up and, and F up God, uh, BCC. That would have missed those boys. I miss those boys with all my heart. They That's are listed as a unit on yes. the website, which makes me very, very happy because there were some like personal issues that needed to get worked out there too. Um, one LT photo saying, sorry, Alex, I still can't sour chat. Statlander sorry. squatting. Renee had me dying. Oh yep. my goodness. I'll definitely yep. be going back and watching Rampage. So apparently, I just want to let you guys know that uh, from what I see here from WrestleTix, they're like 140 tickets away from selling like 84,000 tickets. Jeez, for Wembley? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, Ben. <laughs> Saying, let Chucky e. T curse. I mean, he took that flush. He did. Chucky e. T bumps like crazy. I he saw did. him. Um, I went to New Japan Capital Collision with a couple of friends. It was a really fun like, getaway where we did DC and Philly because they were back to back. And what was really fun about that was because it's set for Japan time, the Philly show, even though it was the a school night, it started at like 3 p.m. because it was set for <laughs> Japan. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I get to go see New Japan and I'm home in bed by nine. Like it was great. So, uh, but I was so impressed by Chuck Taylor and some of those multi-man matches because he really, he always stands out with his presentation and aesthetic, but boy, oh boy, was he bumping his butt off in, in those matches too. But a parking lot brawl, man, he showed up, it sounds like, <laughs> which is which is awesome. Anything yeah. else from um, Rampage that was noteworthy? Nobody wants to talk about SmackDown, but there's people um, chatting about parking lot brawl. So. Um, Swerve and AR Fox are, are great together, obviously, but also oh, yeah. um, Brian Cage and Big Bill cut an amazing promo. Brian Cage called himself the Vanilla Gorilla. Um, 
That's great. Um, and Prince Nana was there with them. So I don't know if like Big Bill has been subsumed into the embassy, but why not at this point? Um, Big Bill's. I, I kind of like all the blurred lines, but um, it is it is fun to 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 to, to, to the idea of hey, if uh, Swerve and Ar Fox need a third guy, they'll just get Brian Cage. But if they need a fourth guy, Brian Cage will get Big Bill. And like, yeah, yeah let's let's go against the two giant men and the two psychotics in an eight man tag. I'm sure we'll come out victorious. Nobody's gonna want a slice of that, except for maybe uh, Keith Lee, which will be fun. I, I also feel as though Lee Moriarty and him were a fun team, but they don't necessarily, Lee doesn't need him. Like Lee is just fine as a solo act. He's an incredible, incredible wrestler, but we got more chats coming in. Technical wizard, Chris Mueller saying RIP Sue's minivan dot, dot, dot again. Yes. indeed. Chris Mueller, who is out of debt today? Congratulations. It's the best feeling in the world. One LT photo saying Chuck siphoning gas too. Well, hold on. Wow. You didn't mention there was Eddie Kingston gimmick infringement well, tribute spots. Am I gonna fall in love with Chuck too? This is and this no, is it wasn't near. It wasn't honestly. It wasn't nearly as as good. He okay. he siphoned some gas and then he he put the gas on like it was it was supposed to be a flaming um, barbed wire torch, but Jesus. they missed the flaming part. Like it it was lit on fire and then burned out immediately. <laughs> so it was not nearly as spectacular as I think they wanted it to be, but it was a great idea. Just it is and for execution. I'll say this. I'm very much looking forward to it, but I am kind of like, we just had blood and guts and we kind of didn't have anarchy in the arena all that long ago. Mm-hmm. So I understand the temptation to get very creative with these spots because you don't want to repeat anything that we just saw pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes the flames go out. You can't, you know. No, you can't. Cody let himself on fire. It doesn't work. Like our flame all the time. Our flame never goes out, Alex. How no. dare you? Uh, thank you. Anything else on Rampage? It seemed like a a fun card for tonight, but the parking lot brawl. Like Anna J got a vict- uh, one beat Sky Blue, which I thought was wow. Interesting. Okay. Because like Sky Blue had been run- riding a hide streak, and I don't know the last time I saw Anna J win a match. So that seems like a like a like a shift in things, but that does maybe it's a Jericho Appreciation Society type thing of perhaps, like perhaps. where where were my friends? I only lose when I'm with this group of losers. But mm. interesting. It's a good way to look at it. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. We All will right. see what's well. to come. It feels like things are shifting in the women's division, which makes me very happy because yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll Sheeta see. We got yeah. Sheeta as champ. We got Chris Statlander as a champ. Hopefully, can I be uh-huh. honest? That Sheeta championship came out of nowhere. I jumped right off of my couch and I put it on the on the X machine, formerly awesome known news. as the Twitter machine. Mm. And uh, is that our new thing now? The straight edge machine. <laughs> We're just straight up like you know. I was like, "What the f just happened?" I was like, "This is great." It is. I'm very excited because that storyline felt kind of stuck with the Jamie Hitter injury, and it sounds like she's gonna yeah. be out for a while, unfortunately. So. The fact that they made any move in it made me excited, yeah. and, and she is so great. So we'll see. They also, they also announced, unfortunately, that Pac is injured badly and will be out for a long time. No way. When? Today? Yeah. On, on Rampage, they mentioned it. So Death That's Triangle. Wembley? I guess. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I mean, they could be. It could be kayfabe but um, they were like, 
They don't because usually obviously do that best injury, friends so. in OC versus the BCC versus Death Triangle was on tap, and they're like, "Well, next, like the Lucha Bros are gonna have to find another third a third guy," and I'm like, "That that no, I don't no, he's not medically cleared." So and they they no. the way they said it was it seemed like it was going to be for a bit. Oh but God, that's a hard. He might be not be medically cleared now, but he will be by the end of this month, and they're gonna make oh, a big surprise okay. thing. I don't know. Like it depends on how they want to play it, but it. But the fact that they mentioned it at all, to me, wants they want us to know he's probably not going to be at Wembley. He but should come back as the blind like Pac. Remember blind Pac? He used to wear the blindfold. <laughs> yeah. I want blind Pac to come. I want, I want blind Pac so bad, man. When, when I he, just want Pac. Like, oh, this sucks. It sucks. It really sucks. Having him and Danielson injured before Wembley is a bummer, but that's. Yeah. But that's a that's hey, wrestling showbiz, yeah. kids. Yes, correct. Yep. They're doing flippity flops for us to entertain us, like literally. And in Pac's case, just like kicking the hell out of you as well. Mm-hmm. So. He just came back too, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Bum dog millionaire. Blah. Well, we're in main event world over here, Alex. I don't know if you care or want to stick around, but. I mean, I actually, I kind of actually liked this today. I thought this was pretty all right. Yeah. We get uh, Solus Koa and Uso for uh, our main event here. I liked what happened here from a storytelling perspective, and I think it was the final button that we needed going into SummerSlam. So, mm-hmm. for those reasons, I liked it. It was predictable, but it was predictable in the way mm-hmm. that it should be. Um, so Lissico was sent to take out Uso, and he did not do that. He couldn't. We get Solisakoa with a spinning leg kick, going the spinning solo connecting, but Uso ducking the spike and hitting a super kick and a spear with a top rope splash for the win, which I thought this was a fun little main event. Um, it's Sokoa's second loss other than Cody which I think is of note going into the pay-per-view. It made it feel like maybe Solo Sokoa is not going to be able to be there for the Tribal Chief tomorrow, which I think is what we were trying to go for. And that shows up in the post-match with Sokoa attacking Uso from behind, getting a chair, uh, and Uso getting possession of that chair and unloading shots to the back of the Mm. head. Uso standing tall here, which makes me think Roman's retaining, which I was kind of thinking was the case anyway, but tribal combat for tomorrow's show this was a fun little main event that accomplished the last piece of what needs to happen in my opinion of jay and roman going into tomorrow no complaints about it nothing particularly overwhelming or outstanding but um it did a good job of executing the story that they're trying to tell in an in-ring way and we didn't get a lot of in-ring on tonight's smackdown as kind of expected so i will take it uh we'll go with middle alex what are your thoughts or Pulowski. I switched frames. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I I feel like uh, Jay is doing by f- like the best work of his career by far, and um, and all the momentum is there for him to be the one. It's the only, honestly, it's the only real possibility uh, for is 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 him to be the one to dethrone Roman after all this time, after they built up so much, after he was the first one for Roman to feud with. And he's been, he was, he was like, conscripted to be the right-hand man, even though he didn't want to be and all this. It's, he's been the only one at his side the whole time. And now he's finally got a, and he's, it's, it's only right for him to be the one to dethrone Roman. So of course he'll lose tomorrow and Roman's 
reign will continue on until WrestleMania. <laughs> and so it's just the way it's just the way it works that I I have um if you sit there and you allow it to be it, it you'll watch what Jay is doing and allow yourself to be convinced there's a chance. There's not a chance. He's not winning tomorrow. <laughs> no chance. No chance. No. But chance. it was a fun match. Uh Cardozo, your thoughts. Uh yeah, you know, it's it's good to to have a show where there wasn't uh, bookends with with Usos, kind of like mm. it, it, it. So it felt really good, refreshing, and and big. The match felt just right because you didn't have too much of them on on TV. Now, and the, obviously, that middle part there where they kind of had the 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 beef and talking back and forth that was cool because you need you needed to find a way to kind of tell the story to set up why you guys are gonna fight later on this afternoon or tonight. You know. So for me, they had to give Jay this one. They have to, because to, tomorrow all hell's gonna break loose. Uh, we know this, and Not I don't just know. All hell, tribal combat. Hell. Tribal combat is gonna happen. <laughs> tribal combat. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Oh, my dueling Alex's. <laughs> that's all. That's all that's gonna happen tomorrow unfortunately for jay but i mean you know they always say in pro in professional wrestling sometimes you win by losing and it's, you know it they, feels like the only resolution to the story but i the more this goes on the more i'm starting to think it might be solo which is interesting so yeah we will see I yeah mean, like, wow. so, honestly solo the, they keep hinting at the solo thing that one time where he was picking up the Ulufalu or whatever that the, the mm -hmm. necklace they talked about tonight, and he just held it and just stared at it longingly. Yeah, but before, this is also like, for the belt, right? Giving it back. Yeah, this is yeah, this is for the yeah. for everything, right? The title, the belt, yeah, and everything. his like boots, so, his pants. Yeah, I, like Solo would be an amazing thing that they could easily build to this to this uh, to to him being the one to beat Roman. I would I would prefer. Um, Solo beating Roman to Cody being Roman 1,000 times out of 1,000. But I yeah, know that's, that's crazy, much man. less chance. Yeah, it also just feels like it started to feel like Solo right around the time Jay kept saying, like, I never wanted this. Like, this was not a position I ever wanted. Yeah. And I, I loved that. Because even if it's not Solo, he should probably be the next, like, big challenger at some point. So I thought that was a really fun way to go home. And we're about to go home, but... Before we do, I think this was a reference to me talking about the AEW women's division and Shida being champion because Tom LaValle says, we'll see. More like, will, comma, see? Mm. Referencing mm. retired mm. podcast host Will Washington. Uh, hey, man, I know nothing about what goes on backstage, but I know that Will Washington is a big fan of women's wrestling. So if Who that guy ever him... beat? Just kidding. So. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good point. It's a good point, but we have uh, your SummerSlam card, which I'll quickly run down. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in tribal combat for the undisputed WWE Universal title and recognition of the title of tribal chief. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight title. Asuka versus Bianca and Charlotte for the WWE Women's title. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler under MMA rules, which got a really, really cool kick in the butt on Monday. Looking very forward to that. 
And of course, your 25-man Slender James Battle Royal with LA Knight, Sheamus, Tommaso Ciampa, Shinsuke Nakamura, Otis, Chad Gable, Riddle, AJ Styles, Kerry Cross, Grayson Waller, The Miz, Santos Escobar, and other stalls to be revealed, I'm assuming. So some good stuff there. My Alex's. Let's plug our stuff and get out of here. Pulaski, you plug first, and then we'll go to Cardoza. Um, t- tomorrow, after SummerSlam on uh, Fightful Select, me and and wait a minute, hold on. This girl, oh wait, this girl over here. Um, we're going to be reviewing SummerSlam, um, and also we'll be reviewing CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Um, it is the only place in the Fightful uh, network of of shows that you will be able to get uh to like that night reaction to um to cm punk and ricky so if there's a if there's a title change or something weird happens because uh collision is the the regular collision team is doing their thing on sunday so if you want to if you want anybody to talk about it it's gotta be it's gonna be me and kate tomorrow tune into that it's gonna be us it's gonna be them (laughs) All that they do. <laughs> I'm into boy band, Alex. Yeah. I'll take it. Enough for uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> I had a scholarship for musical theater and drama. I'll leave it at that. I think I've mentioned that before. <laughs> I have lots and lots of theater and singing experience. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Alexis Cardoza. You can find me on the X underscore Alexis Cardoza. You can find me on threads, Alexis Cardoza. And uh, really quickly, ladies and germs, uh, I would love your support. I'm putting together a new show, which I've already told Kate about. Haven't really let the cat out of the bag, but I will let you guys know a little tease right now. It's called Christmas Films Unwrapped, and it's going to be a show where we're going to go through the best Christmas films that we grew up watching in the last 25 years. And it's just a great way to have some good friends together on camera with a nice, beautiful Christmas sweater on, enjoying Christmas films and jolly good times. So, uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned to that. It's it's a lot of people are interested in it. A lot of people that have seen the the stuff I'm putting behind the, the work behind it are extremely uh, interested. So, yeah, it's like the hallmark for for me. Keep an eye out. You can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok. You can find me at Kate Instagrams on Instagram. You can find me at Excite Wrestling Commentary tomorrow and Sunday tomorrow before SummerSlam. Thankfully, they're running from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. Not the first time I have done commentary and jumped into a post show. I do this seemingly a lot, it feels. Uh, and Sunday as well. They're... Um, from a live event uh, that's like a balloon rally and stuff. So that should be a really fun environment to check out. Kurt Angle was there for the first day of it as a master of ceremonies. I believe Matt Cardona is there. So twitch.tv slash excite wrestling with an X because it's wrestling. We don't use. Do they have spooky witches there? Cause that would be exciting. Uh, Not that I know of, but poor, Poor Spooky Witches on the SmackDown roster. Sorry. You're not sorry, and nor should you be. All right, but we're going to get out of here. There's so much <laughs> wrestling coming up for you. As my, as this Alex said, 
I'm, I'm pointing to Pulowski for those of you listening in audio form as opposed to Cardoza. You can catch us on Fightful Select tomorrow doing a collision watch along of at least Starks and Punk, as well as a SummerSlam review there. You'll ha- also have Phil Lindsay and Denise Salcedo for the main channel SummerSlam review. The collision post show is moved to Sunday. Sean is live there getting all the press junket interviews. He could possibly get his greedy little hands on. So a couple of programming shifts <laughs> to make room for all of this wonderful wrestling. Have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. We're out of here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.